Brooklyn, New York. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair Podcast Conversation. We're bringing you these conversations between our regular podcast episodes in order to examine how we move forward as a drinks business following the COVID-19 crisis. Today, I'm talking with Will Blackman, 12-year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants, and now the owner of Wine MVP. Will, what's up? What's happening? I just got done working out. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, also you're talking about on the West Coast, so it's three hours earlier. So, you, but you're also making me feel guilty. So, thanks a lot. No, it's not. Um, bad, man. Come on now. I've been drinking too much wine, so I got to make sure I stay lean, man. Well, so I'm going to talk to you about that in this uh, in this conversation. But before we talk about wine and exercise, which we will get to, uh, tell me what the wine MVP is. So the the wine MVP. It's, it's interesting how um, you know I came about this name. So initially. Uh, on Twitter, at Will Blackman is, is my handle, and I've been talking about wine on there. And the problem is, nobody gave a damn. <laughs> they were like, they're like, be quiet, talk about football, right? So I'm like, fine. Let, how can I find a way to monetize all these people and, and the ones who are actually caring about wine? So I created a new handle called uh, the NFL Wine Guy, which I thought was super catchy and fun, right? And, I mean, it's self-explanatory. So I used that, and I remember there was a reporter named Mike Jones. He used to cover uh, me when I was playing for the Redskins, and he hit me up. He was like, hey, man, I have a, I pitched a cool story to my boss to write an article about you. And at this time, I think he was with the Athletic or somebody. I can't remember. So okay. he wanted to talk about football player turned some. The reason I'm giving you this whole rundown because this is how the story, the the, t- the name came about. Okay, <laughs> so no, it's good. He flew out to California, uh, Orange County, where I am, and went to the wine shop that I uh, partnered with called the Wine Exchange, and did the story. And a week later, uh, he said, "Hey, man, he wanted to fact check a couple things before the story got released." And he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna release the story." So I wake up the next morning, and my phone is literally going to explode. And I don't, I'm thinking like something happened or, you know, something crazy. I don't know what it is. Right. So I'm seeing all these texts of, you know, oh, I saw your article. Really cool. Really cool. And I'm like, what are they talking about? I thought this was going to be on the internet, you know, some small column. Lo and behold, this dude puts it on the front page of USA Today Sports. And I'm <laughs> um, talking about, you know, a football player turned sommelier and, I'm like, damn, dude. So I, I gotta move. I gotta, I gotta catch you while it's hot, you know. So let me, let me get my. I was, I already had the plans for the business, so let me get it rolling. And I think one of the conversations I needed to have was with the NFL because I had the acronym NFL and NFL One Guy. And clearly, I had to like, you know, go through the licensing and all that stuff dealing with that. So I didn't want to deal with that. So me and um, my creative director Patrick Meyer, uh, we were just brainstorming like, how can we keep it within the sports theme. But I was so upset because I thought NFL wine guy was so damn catchy. So we kept brainstorming. We were like all sports wine, da, 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 da. And it was like too many syllables, too many words. So we just came up with the wine MVP, which I thought was fantastic. And it crosses over to every sport. So that's how we came about the name and the business. Uh, right now it's a personal concierge where I, I buy, wine for you know high-end clients um i've been fortunate to do i just did matt ryan seller on the falcons um, that's I, awesome I did reggie bush's entire seller here in la justin talk and uh, sydney rice so that's just to name a few guys who are calling me for stuff like that so i was like man okay i'm doing this high-end stuff not everybody is gonna buy expensive wine like this so let me how can i create 
uh, club where it still has the luxury feel to it, but also it's not too intimidating because, uh, you know, you and I had a conversation before. It's like, you know, people make wine way too serious than it is. And it's not that serious. And so I created the uh, monthly subscription club um, where you get two bottles, two premium bottles put like that every month uh, to your doorstep at seventy nine ninety eight, And it comes with cool like trading cards that explain the wine written by me. And then probably a few days later, I make sure everyone gets the wine. You go to YouTube and I put out a, a fun video explaining the wines. That's awesome. So and how, how old is the business now? We're not even a year yet. Wow. Yeah. So, so you're not even a year, and in this, in your first year, you've dealt with a global pandemic that none of us have ever seen before. Ever have seen before? Yes, I know. But fortunately, these this time you, you can do a lot from home. So yeah. So how, has your business adapted at all since, since COVID happened? Have you, because you are m- like a you know a concierge service and a club, you know, I think you were probably better equipped than a lot of people were to be direct to consumer and ready to go. Um, but did you adapt at all uh, once once this all hit? We were all working from home more than we usually are. Well, yeah, I've had to adapt in terms of you know visiting wineries and taking meetings like this time during the spring my wife and I we were supposed to travel abroad to you know a couple of wineries and meet people there do some business there uh-huh. and that didn't happen so you know fortunately um like the director with Lynch Baj, he you know he and I did a a zoom and a crack of dawn because it, you know he's ahead right <laughs> and it's it, it was actually pretty cool because we come to find out like he's been living in Bordeaux for 30 years but he's from the U.S. and he actually went to Boston College, which is where I went to school. So uh, that was a really cool connection there. So um, obviously, the biggest thing that a lot of people is taking advantage of is the Instagram Live. It's funny because you see people of all ages and walks of life going on Instagram Live. You know, you have people who don't even know how to use cell phones that are now on IG Live, which is which is fun and cool. You know, yeah. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing that has changed is people have totally taken advantage of the tools that social media and technology has given us. I mean, that is, that's amazing. So talk to me really quickly. How'd you get into wine in the first place? I mean, we all have a story, right? So what's yours? <laughs> I like it, dude. So you're, so, you're so New York, just in your face. What's your story? Yeah. No, no so here's a point. I forgot who said this, but about New Yorkers, right? Even though I know you're not a native New Yorker. You are now. You've been there for a while. For um, a long time, yeah. I mean, they said, don't get mad at people in New York. They're not rude. So if, you, if I ask somebody in New York for directions and then they're like, just go that way, you know, or take the D train, what have you. They're not, they're not mad. They're just in a hurry. Yeah, we are. That's, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, my, my whole entire family, they're in Harlem. They're in Harlem. So my father's side, they're all still in New York and Harlem, Manhattan, Bronx. So we used to go there a lot. Um, what was your question? <laughs> so yeah, so so I said we 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 all we all so, yeah my first wine. wine. How did I get into yeah. wine? Okay, so at college in college at Boston College, um, I know we used to get like the jug of wine and and I think uh my buddy started buying a vino verde Casal Garcia. It was actually you know kind of sweet and uh you know had some. It was a little sparkling and it was like six bucks. It was like six bucks, right? So that was that was kind of how I started drinking wine. And then when I went to when I got drafted to the Packers. Uh, that was the same year we signed Charles Woodson. And every away trip, Charles Woodson would take defensive backs, which is the same position I played, take the whole group out to like a really nice restaurant. And he would always order really nice wine. So it was, it was kind of like a cool, you know, business dinner with great food and great wine. And so as we kept doing this, Charles always had a glass of wine every time we were somewhere. And then 
I just kept understanding like, okay, that's pretty cool that he likes wine, but come to find out that he's actually in the wine business himself. He had, it was, I, I don't know if he still has it, but 24 wines was the first one. Then he changed it to Charles Woodson wines and now it's intercept wines. But that's when I was like, that's so cool because, you know, s- some people can frown upon wine and look at it as, you know, a feminine drink or what have you, especially I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is straight beer haven. Yeah, totally. Like Wisconsin is a beer state. Exactly. Yeah. I was, I, dude, I was 21 years old, smacking Guinness like it was nothing. Uh, not, <laughs> a cheeseburger in a bottle, man. It was good, though. Um, so I thought that was so cool. And not only was he one of my favorite players that I watched growing up, and he was my teammate, but the fact that he also enjoyed wine himself. Yeah. So, you know, being being in the NFL and you're, you know, you get to be invited to certain functions and events, you know, upper echelon people, what have you. And, um, you know, there will always be really good wine and people explaining wine to me and, and trying to educate me and, you know, telling me about the pretty legs on the glass, which I came to find out, which is nonsense. Yep, um, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone thinks it means something. No, right. No, well, you know, if, if you're trying to like look at the viscosity and residual sugar, yeah. If you're, if you're trying to blind taste and you're trying to figure it out, that can give you some information, but in terms of quality, none. Yeah. It's pretty amazing though. I mean, that's just the thing is wine so in- intimidating, right? That like yeah. people think that there are these things that have this meaning that, you know, because no one's really tried to explain to them, look, here, just don't worry about it, right? Yeah. Just just if you like it, you like it. That's it. It's, exactly. very, it's very crazy. Yeah. I had some guy, actually one of my buddies, he like tagged me on a photo. He was drinking some, I don't know, $10 wine or whatever it was. And I was like, solid, you know, I gave props to it, solid. And then another buddy of mine was like, how are you going to say that's solid? You lost all your credibility as a sommelier. I was like, bro, I was like, I'm, if you drink wine, it, I celebrate you. That's all I care about. I don't right. care what you drink. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Do you remember like, so, I mean, I remember mine, uh, which I was in college and it was like, uh, I, th- I think it was like one of the, like one of the Coppola wines that I first had that I was like, I'm super classy. <laughs> do, you remember, <laughs> like, do you remember what the one was for you? And I, you know, I was like, I took Oh no. My, hey, mine was, uh, the old, the old menage, menage at all. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good old blend. That was me all day. You kidding me? Yeah. I mean, yeah, every, you know, everyone needs to have those wines. So in order to get into it, so then what, what caused you to, to go from, you know, casual wine drinker, to like, I want to get really serious about this. And I mean, and also through your playing career as well. Well, yeah, because I was like, well, I wanted to know more. Uh huh. You know, I, I wanted to understand really what was going on and why certain wines cost this and why certain wines cost that. And, you know, I, I remember sitting with a buddy, um, this older gentleman in, in Milwaukee, and he loved Burgundy. He loved Burgundy, Red Burgundy. And, and he, Got, he ordered a bottle and I can't remember what it was, but I knew it had to be DRC or something because this right. this one was outrageous. I, did, I just knew the price. I didn't remember what it was. And it was just insanely smooth. And I was like, man, that's cool. And that's different. And um, I remember just going home and just looking at everything online and reading articles and reading publications and going to YouTube and just trying to figure out. And it, there was no there was no perfect way on how to study. I didn't know what to do. So right. um, later on, um, I remember I started watching some documentaries and um, came across Psalm. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. A song by uh, Jason Wise, Christina Wise that was on Netflix. And I was like, yo, this is different. 
<laughs> I was like, what the F is this? Like these dudes are just the way they're evaluating and studying and understanding these certain little things. And I was like, this is super fascinating and cool because for, for me, the reason why I fell in love and became passionate with football is because I love the history of the game. I love watching it. My dad had all these old VHS tapes and I would just sit there like four years old, sit there in front of the TV and watch all these old ass football dudes. And I thought it was just the coolest thing ever. And to learn about the history and, and stories, I was like, man, this, this glass of wine is not just a glass of wine. Uh, it, like there has been, you know, for the most part, especially when you look at old world, you know, like blood, sweat and tears, there were wars fought over wine. You know, you look at, you know, Fiuli, Venezia, and Slovenia is pretty much the same damn place. It's just, it's broken up because of war, you know, <laughs> like like stuff like that. And so that's where I got so fascinated, wanted to learn more. So my next step was like, okay, how do I find one of these damn classes to be like these dudes? And I think it was one of my, yeah, it was one of my off seasons. Like as soon as the season was over, I found a W set class, Wine and Spirits Education Trust, right near my house. Uh, I think Peter Neptune, who's an MS, a master sommelier, he had a school here. And I jumped right in that class and sat in that thing eight hours a week, just went ham and ended up, ended up passing with my uh, level two with merit, you know, right out the gate. And that, that changed completely everything for me. That's amazing. So you, you go from that, you start the business. In the run-up to starting the business, do you sort of think you were on something because were you already starting the concierge service before you had the club? And how did that start? No. So initially, you know, because I've been, I got influenced with, by Charles Woodson, you know, Drew Bledsoe, Rick Meyer, like, uh, you know, all these guys have had their own wines. And I'm like, well, shoot, I want to have my own wine label. So I've been fortunate to uh, network and meet a lot of winemakers. There's actually a, uh, Leesburg, Virginia is a really popular wine region in the U.S. And it's like 15 minutes from the, the uh, facility when I was on the Redskins. Like after practice, I would drive over to the vineyard and work on the vineyard. Uh, was, Wait, I really? Was, yeah, I was that crazy. It was during the, the off-season training. It wasn't during the regular season. But right. Was, but still, you know, I would train and then I would get on my water shoes and go and work on the vineyard and rip vine, plant vines and stuff like that. Um, and so... Uh, Doug Fabioli, that's where I would go, Fabioli, uh, Vine Fabioli Vineyards, Seller, excuse me. And I remember I asked him, I said, I need some advice on how to start my own wine. Like custom crush, do I buy a vineyard? And I researched and I was like, all right, I don't want to buy a vineyard. That's just expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. <laughs> I'm going to do a custom crush. <laughs> and he said, this is the best advice. He was like, look, if you want to make your own wine, Get the sure, get the best grapes, get the best label, get the hire the coolest winemakers, you know, use Napa Valley to, to be cool. He said, You can have the best things ever at the end of the day. Can you sell it? Can you sell the wine? Period. And I was like, Damn, dude, that's a good point. And I asked three more winemakers. They said, Can you sell the wine? Can you move it? You know, I I just had a conversation the other day with a winery that's interested. They approached me about making wine for me. They said, hey, man, if you can promise you can move 100 cases, then we got you. I was like, see, everyone's talking about selling it. So my initial thought was, okay, well, let me go hang out at a retailer, retail wine shop, and learn how to sell some damn wine. 
And one of my close friends, uh, Phil Schwabe, he owns Philco Constructions. He's actually, he's like, hey, you got, you should hit up my friends, uh, Tristan and, and Nikayo at the Wine Exchange in Santa Ana. You know, they'll let you hang out. So I go in there and, you know, it, it's just funny. Like these guys see this football dude walk up in there and pretty much ask to freaking intern. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was like, can I hang out and just look at the price tags? I'm like, I guess so. Go ahead. You know, so I'm walking around just looking at everything. And that's kind of it's kind of where it really started, where Tristan Beeman, he called me in the back room. He's like, so what do you really want to do? I still want to sell wine. He said, you have a pretty good network. You know, have you, do, do people ask you a lot? Of stuff? Like, yeah, guys ask me questions all the time. I tell them where to get things. And, you know, and that's kind of where he was like, hey, you heard of Christian Navarro? I was like, yeah, I heard of him at Wally's. And he's like, yeah, the dude. Uh, pretty much is like the sommelier to the stars, right? He gets it with all the cool people in Beverly Hills and Hollywood, what have you. He said, you know, you're kind of like, you can be like that for, you know, athletes. And, you know, that's, I'm kind of going backwards to where I said where I ended up coming up with the wine MVP. And that's kind of where we formed our partnership because in order for me to get my own, like, like wholesalers and distribu- distribution license and all that stuff like that, it would have taken months and I needed to get going now. So it actually works in both favors that I partnered with them to be my vendor to do all my fulfillment because they're also helping me learn that side of the business as well, where I'm able to, you know, also help with a huge network and reach. And these guys have been in the business for 30 years. So yeah, man, that's, that's kind of the the journey so far. So if someone signs up for the wine MVP, they're going to listen to the podcast. They're going to be like, okay, this sounds awesome. What, how does it work? What do they get? How often do they get wine? Um, give, me the whole, give me the whole deal. All right, the whole deal. So when they sign up, which they should because next month is going to be badass. Um, I, we got some ballers in this box. Anyhow. <laughs> so, no, I'm serious, dude. Um, so they, they, they sign up. It's seventy nine ninety eight a month, shipping included. You get two premium wines every month to your house. Inside the box is going to be, uh, they're like five by seven, like trading cards. On the front, you'll see a cool bottle of the actual wine. And it almost looks like the label, the name is at the bottom, like an actual, like a tops trading card. And then you go to the back and it has the region. It has um, an actual little map of the area. And then underneath are my my brief notes about the wine. And then I have like a cool tailgate pairing that goes with that food. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So, and then I get real um, elaborate with our video. You know, I want to keep it brief. And it's in real basic, uh, simple terms, man. It's, it's, not, it's not anything uh, crazy where I'm not talking about, you know, phenolic bitterness and and stuff like that, where it might go way over somebody's head, you know. So uh, that it's it's super fun, man. That's that's what they get in the box. And the the difference with our with our wine club is these are um, legit like curated wines from high quality producers. You know, like the first the first box had um, a wine from Rui, France, uh, Marie Jacquesin, who uh, her wines are in every three-star Michelin restaurant in France, you know, the top of the top. And she never submits her wine for scores because she just doesn't give a damn about scores. Her wine is that bomb, you know. And then last month we had uh, Gavin Shannon. Uh, he's open uh, 
Lompoc, and he makes awesome Pinot Noir and Mario Scapetto, uh, who's in Italy. And, you know, his wine was 96. And people, for those who care about scores, his wine was 96. Gavin Channon's wine was 94. Um, it's not like, the, it's not the, you know, and people do well with the bulk wine. It's just something that I did not want to do. I want to give, I wanted to, like I mentioned earlier, I like the his the history. I love teaching right. people. Uh, and that's, that's part of the whole deal is like, how can I put this in simple, basic terms to help everybody for those who, who don't know anything about wine? Cause I have a lot of people who are members who join it to learn more about wine. So if I can give you a really cool producer with some cool history, some little quick knowledge about the wine, what you should probably get, you know, I think they may not, they may not like the wine. I don't know, but at least they have information to, to appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, okay, I may, I may know nothing about the sport of cricket, right? Right. I know but, nothing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but if I go watch it, like I go watch it at the highest level, like the best cricket players play. And I have somebody there really explaining the game and I just see what it looks like in the atmosphere. Okay. I still may leave and be like, okay, you know, cricket, maybe not my, my, may not be my thing, but I probably had a hell of a time watching the game, watching the match, you know? So the two, the two wines that come in the box, different wines. And then can people buy more of the wine if they like it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so it's, so it's, it's, you if you try it and then you and then it's just it's on to the next one it's on to the next one okay you make, you make a note of it and you're like boom there it is okay and we're moving on to the next wine that's it and and so is it a is it like you it's monthly or people could people sign up for the entire year or it's it's monthly you we bill monthly and you know if people decide they don't want to do it then they don't want to do it i mean that's I, this this sounds super cool to me i'm like the, i have to say the price is insanely approachable to get two really high quality wines for that price is, is pretty great, especially with the shipping. Right. Yeah. And do you, so like, is it, does everyone get the shipment at the same time of the month? Well, or, it depends. No, it depends. Like, where you if are. I signed up now, would you still ship to me like this month's like June selection or something? If you signed up now, no, you get, cause it's July 1st. You'll get July. That's a, yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, I sign up late, if I sign up late in July, would I get July or? Um, it depends. It depends. Okay. You just sign up and, you, I think a cut. There's a cutoff date each month, so it totally depends. Like some people have signed up in the middle of the month before, and they end up getting, you know, that that month. They just happen to luck out. Okay, cool. So then another question for you, because you you said the business is twofold. So what is it in in during COVID now, especially? How are you helping people with their sellers? So you're saying you you just did some, you know Matt Ryan seller, which I mean you know I was a Falcons fan, but you know now I live here, so. Not a Falcons fan anymore, but still like still like Matt Ryan. What what is it like to do his cellar, and how are you doing that in COVID? Like, are you going no. to his house and seeing where he's going to? No, so you're just you're stocking it for him. Yeah, and he's in Atlanta. I'm not leaving my house at all. I'm in California. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I didn't think so. No, but so I have. I give you. This is a, actually a perfect question. So Matt Ryan is very well versed and understands wine, right? He right now, when he called me, his cellar was full of old world wine, and those are that's the exact term he used. So I'm like, okay, Matt knows his stuff, and he says, I just I need a bunch of new world wine. He sends me pictures of a couple of things that he likes, so I now I understand the you know his vibe and what he wants for his new world wines. So he pretty much told me how many bottles he needs. Um, some people give me a budget, some people don't. They just say go at it, 
you know, and kind of gave me a free reign to just go ahead and get him uh, more bottles for his cellar. Okay. And then the other case, okay, Reggie Bush, he got a brand new cellar uh, that he had, which had probably two bottles of wine in it. I think he holds like close to 300 bottles. And, you know, he's like, hey, I, I want like certain bottles like this, like that. Like he wasn't really sure. He said he's very adventurous and open. So he kind of let me freestyle and, you know, pick what I want to pick for him. Interesting. And those clients come to you basically. So do, do some clients now, do you find that you get through the, the, the wine club too? Like people who have had, you know, a few of the boxes and like, man, like I would love you to, to make me buy, you know, choose a hundred bottles for me or a thousand bottles for me. Yeah. I mean, well. I, have, I have a couple that, that might do that, but for the most part, the majority of the people in the wine club are um, people who, who really just want to learn about wine. You know, um, basically I got, I'm turning beer drinkers into wine drinkers. Yeah, and that's very admirable. Do you think, <laughs> so so for, for for the club, I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's so many places it could go, right? Do you have any desire down the road to either grow it so big that you sell it to a larger company, or that you could then make your own wine because of the club? Like, what do what do you see as your ultimate goals for what you're doing now? Yeah, the ultimate goal is basically, um, you know. We're gonna. I'm gonna be a tour operator business. You know, working on tour, tourism, hospitality, and stuff like that. Um, I've been very, 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 very fortunate to uh, get invites to wineries pretty much. You know, all over the world, uh, people have reached out. And the biggest thing is, the reason why I feel appreciative with that is because they're not reaching out because I'm a football player who joined the wine industry. You know, oh look at the Super Bowl champ, blah, blah blah. It's the fact that they they understand that I respect the craft. You know, that I'm actually doing the work that I'm actually in class getting these certifications that when I do go on IG live, what people like Charles Smith and Louis Latour and Laura Catena, I'm able to have these conversations and, and be right there with them, you know, and to do it so quickly, you know, I'm still new in this game, you know, according to most people. Um, and I'll say that I am myself, but that they're respecting that. And so I want to be able to curate trips um, for, you know, like, for athletes, if we, if we want to go to Bordeaux and, you know, go to Lynch Bras and, and, and go to Lafitte, then, yeah, they're like, hey, come on, bring them. But also, I want to be able to create, you know, some ex- an experience for other people that they, they can just book it and go there themselves. You know, if they want to go to Napa or if they want to go to Chablis, France, they want to go to Argentina or what have you, you know, that we have hubs set up there for people to travel and be taken care of. So. Oh. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so I definitely want to get into um, that's what that's what we're doing right now, and that's that's what's going to be the fun part, especially when things open back up and they're safe. Yeah, and then of course, yeah, eventually I will have a wine. Uh, that's that will be the fun part to finally have a wine. But right now, I just want to be able to just build and and educate and and teach and share, and that's that's just my style. Even as a as an analyst. Uh, when I'm on Fox or NFL Network or ESPN, when I talk about football, you know, I try to educate the consumer, bring them in the huddle, really bring them in the locker room of really what it's like. I'm not going to talk over your head. I'm not going to be superior. I'm not going to talk at you. This is like, this is, we're going to learn how to do this together. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's the part, you know, can, how can I make wine more approachable instead of intimidating? That's amazing. So one more question to, to bring us full circle back to the beginning of the conversation. So I know a lot of people who say they, they are, they're nervous about drinking wine because it, 
It is you can put on the pounds with it. Talk to me about wine and the regimen for working out because you made me feel super guilty about the fact that you just joined this podcast before a workout. You know, I don't want a wine gut. I don't think a lot of us listening do. So what what is your recommendation? Run. <laughs> run. I mean, I already do. Okay. Next good. question. Yeah, run. <laughs> you know, I actually, it's funny. I started, so my, my buddy sent me this workout. He used to train uh, like bodybuilders and he sent me this aesthetic workout. And I'm like, I looked at it and they, he had me do like six sets of biceps of 20 reps. I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> I'm not. I, my biggest thing is I cannot. No, I'm, I have. I look. I have my own home gym now, but I would go to the gym sometimes. I cannot be in the gym for more than an hour and fifteen minutes. If I'm, I'm thirty there, minutes. So good dude. for you. <laughs> you no, know, no, I'm saying. Well, if I got a lift, that's different. You know, if I'm just doing cardio, I'm out of there. But I even try to get. I try to get out in forty five minutes too. But if yeah. two hours, when people are in there for two three hours, I'm like, there's no way I'll lose all desire. So I just started going back to performance training, almost similar to how I trained. Uh, when I was playing football, uh, just shortened down a little bit. Like I just did a leg workout today, which is pretty dynamic. And I think I burned like close to 800 calories in an hour. Wow. So that was pretty cool. And so then are you popping a bottle every night? And if so, what are you drinking right now? Water. Like what are you into? <laughs> no, but in, no. in terms of, are there any wines you, that you discovered during, uh, during this, this at home time that you've been like, wow, or a region you'd be like, oh, I hadn't had that in a while. And the wines from here are really amazing. Or this producer is really amazing. I think there's a so Tasmania, right? Uh huh. Australia, they they make a sick Chardonnay. Um, I think Toll Puddle is the company. Even for, even Pinot Grigio and from Friuli in particular, that is like smacking. I actually been really enjoying some white wines. You know, probably because it's hot right now. But yeah, and I I've been spoiled too because I, a lot of people are sending me wine. So. I've been very fortunate to not yeah. do. <laughs> like, so if anyone's oh, listening here and wants to send you more wine, they can get at you. I'm going to keep it real. Yes, I have a lot of people sending me <laughs> boatloads of wine right now. So I've been lucky. So like Tim Timothy at um, Immortal Wines just sent me his impassable wine, which, he, which is too generous because that wine is a grip. Um, <laughs> to, yeah, I know. Like out of his mind, you know. So I actually had I actually had my first DRC a few weeks ago. Oh no, a month ago. My neighbor decided to um, bless us with that. So that's very very generous. No, beyond beyond. <laughs> you know, they say, I, I wish I had played off too. I'm like ah, you know, I don't really need it. You know, I just not that bad. You know, he's like, I'm gonna pour if you. I'm like ah, you don't need to do that, man. Save it. And he pours in my glass. I'm like, man, I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> no, okay. To be honest, though, about the whole working out thing, I I eat well. That's what that's the main thing. I eat well. So I'm so Friday nights or Saturdays is kind of where I just let it go. We throw steaks and ribs on the grill. We'll open like four bottles and have cigars and go at it. But the other the other seven days, I mean the other six days, excuse me. Um, I'm, I'm pretty cool with my diet, you know? And if I do have a glass, it's probably a four ounce pour. I'm not, pour, I'm not pouring them Orange County housewife pours uh, <laughs> over there. You got to sip it before you put the glass down because it's so full. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, Will, this has been an awesome interview. I, it's been really cool to get to know what you're up to. Um, so hit everybody. We're going to put it obviously in the, in the copy around the show, but 
how do they find uh, Wine MVP if they want to sign up for the club? Yeah, so they, they can go to thewinemvp.com. Uh, click on the little um, thing up there that says club, wine club, or hit the hamburger menu if you're on the phone. And it says, did you know what's called, you know called a hamburger menu? Did you know that? I did. <laughs> but, I mean, that's because my, my co-founder is the tech guy, and he, uh, he, he educated on me on that very early on that it was called the hamburger menu. And I was yeah. like, wow, I didn't know that's what that was no called. Way. Yeah, the, the Big Mac. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, go, go to thewinemvp.com and then also on social media at thewinemvp. Awesome. Well, Will, this has been a really great interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and tell everyone about your, what you're up to. Um, and everyone go out and, and sign up for the club. And you know, hopefully we'll talk again sometime in the near future. No, we will, of course. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you enjoy listening to us every week, please leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vinepair is produced and hosted by Zach Jabal, Erica Ducey, and me, Adam Teeter. Our engineer is Nick Patry and Keith Beavers. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my Vinepair co-founder, Josh Mallon, and the rest of the Vinepair team for their support. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again right here next week.